What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Okay. okay. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Jamie Lynn Spears. Hi. Welcome to Call Her Daddy. Congratulations. You, you are an author. Yes. How are you feeling? I feel a lot of things. I feel like nervous, scared, but also like good and proud that like I'm using my voice and saying what I want to say for the first time. I know you changed the title of the book late in the game. It was a ni- what was it initially and then why it was, did you change it? That was it? never the title. Really? That was a mishap that happened where that was just something they put kind of for no one to really grab reference of my book or anything. And then somehow or another it was leaked. That was actually my book title. It was never going to be my book title. This is my book title. And yeah, I did kind of wait till late in the game to name the book. So perhaps it was frustrating, but this has been the title of my book. Things I should have said. Okay. Let's start the interview where you basically start the book. This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor. Sparkling Ice, anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by NARS. Daddy gang, it is time to talk makeup, okay? The truth is no one wants to take a risk when they're buying new makeup, like especially when it's foundation. Luckily, NARS Light Reflecting Foundation is a pretty clear choice. Here's the thing. I just am so particular about foundations because a lot of times I'm like, I want it to cover the blemishes, but I also don't want it to look obvious. The worst is when you do your makeup inside and you go outside and you look at yourself in a mirror in the car and you're like, what? NARS Light Reflecting Foundation takes on blemishes, dark spots, and redness, smoothing and evening skin tones, but resulting in a totally natural-looking finish. If you are looking for a natural, glowy, instant, buildable, breathable coverage that lasts all day, look no further. NARS Light Reflecting Foundation. See your skin in its best light. Visit NARSCosmetics.com or tap the banner to shop now. This episode is brought to you by Prime Video. I am a certified rom-com addict. I love watching movies and shows that are funny and cute and romantic and make me want to cuddle up to Matt, okay? And Prime Video feeds that addiction. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Donald Glover, and Maya Erskine kind of love each other, kind of hate each other, and really love to rip each other's clothes off. Dare I say better than the original. My Lady Jane, a hilarious, heartwarming, and sometimes steamy historical reimagining of the story of Lady Jane Grey. You can watch both of these and a whole lot more on Prime Video. You can also indulge in even more rom-com classics by adding channels like Max, Stars, and Paramount+. Plus. Prime Video, find your favorite flirty rom-coms all in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details. Things I should have said. Okay. Let's start the interview where you basically start the book. On page one, you reveal that you were an accident. You just say immediately, I was an oops, baby. Your brother Brian was 14. Mm -hmm. Brittany was 10. Yes. And you come into the world. What was your mom's reaction, though, to finding out she was pregnant? She was really mad. 
like, why am I pregnant? You had the surgery. I've never had a vasectomy, obviously, obviously. but I hear that when you have them, you have to go for the checkup because sometimes if it doesn't take, then you are still fertile and you can still get a woman pregnant. So your parents decided no more. We've got Brian. We've got Brittany. We don't want any more babies. And then your dad didn't go for the checkup. Lynn is pregnant and they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I was determined to get on this earth. So here I am. Here you are. <laughs> Who told you? that story like when did you find out that you were an oops baby it's not like the best I feel thing. like I never did not know that like I feel like I just kind of like I mean my sister is 10 years older than me. my brother's 14 years old I think maybe it was kind of a conversation of first off why don't I have a b name second off why am why did you have them so close together and not me and it was never like it didn't hurt my feelings or anything it was just kind of like oh well we didn't mean to have you and then we did and then I guess I got real clever with my name. They just put their names together and here I am. Oh my God. It could have been a Kardashian moment of like the K and then the K. Well, like, it seems to be both of them are BJ, like Brian James, Brittany Jean, and then Jamie Lynn. Honestly, that is what made me ask. Why don't I have a B name? Like, why don't I have the same name? What was your parents' logic by naming you their names? Jamie Lynn. Oh, and anyone that doesn't know, Jamie is the dad, Lynn mother, and now your name is Jamie Lynn. Well, I know that my birth was not an easy birth. I know that my mom had okay. to go into an emergency C-section. It was like not an easy so I just was like were you just highly medicated and wrote y'all's names in the wrong spot I just couldn't wrap because also she did not spell my name the way that the Lynn name is spelled in our family I don't have an E everyone else has an E I have a cousin Laura Lynn it's L-Y-N-N-E my mom's name is L-Y-N-N-E and I'm just no freaking E it's like you wanted like I don't get it like why not even you're not even give me that connection I don't even know why I didn't even recognize it until I'm like reading the book I'm like oh Jamie Lynn like so <laughs> you describe in the book that your parents had a tumultuous relationship and those issues in their marriage and a lot of the overall family pain can be attributed to your dad's drinking problem when did you know your father was an alcoholic you know it, it felt like I guess I just knew something, you know, innately as a child that something's different, right? Mm -hmm. And then I could see the way my mom would act when he was around or I could, I didn't know what alcohol was obviously at a young age. I didn't know what drunk was at age, but I knew there was a part I'd sometimes see my daddy and I didn't like it. And it was more than just like being mad, it like hurt me. It like, it like hurt my heart. Like you're capable of being so great. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, I knew that innately at a young age. What do you remember about being around your dad when he was drunk? Well, again, because I did have that insulation of a sister who's 10 years older and a brother who's 14 years older, I do think they kept me insulated from, like, a lot of whatever really happened. I think it was probably – their experience was probably different. There's, what, 14, 10 years? I wasn't on earth that they lived with the same set of parents. Right. I'll never know what that was like or what their experience was. I will say that dad was not like in the house every day by the time that I can recall. And then we were traveling a lot for Britney stuff and my dad did work off. So I could always justify it is like maybe that's what he's doing and that's where he is or maybe not, you know. So I think I kind of always lived my life justifying it to myself but also feeling safe because I had that insulation a little bit, I guess. I think it would consume my mom and my siblings were kind of there to take me out of it. I do think I was protected from some of it in that way, but also he wasn't around that much. Yeah. So I have great memories with him and I also have memories that I knew something wasn't right. What was your mom's approach to handling an alcoholic husband? 
I don't think it was, I don't think there's a right or wrong way because like obviously I have compassion for the fact that my mom was in love with somebody who was incapable of loving her that way. I think that I just wish, I just wish she, I get mad for her. Like why the, why would you allow this to happen to you? Not only your children, but like stop allowing this. Like outside of us like leave him that's what I couldn't understand but obviously back then you know things were I guess circumstances were different but my mom always worked and you know my dad always worked I I just didn't understand why she couldn't do that for herself and that later on turned to resentment I guess is your dad sober today yes he is how did your mom manage keeping your early careers on track without having basically help from your dad and being able to rely on him well, that's where things really started to piss me off at a young age. And me and my mom have walked through this. And, you know, like, I, I love my mama. And it's it's hard. I think where I started to not understand as far as our careers go is this man has – you've told me time and time again, like – and that I hated knowing too much about, like, as I got older, about their dynamic and their relationship. And I hated that she would – say you know he can't be in our life or whatever blah blah and he's drinking but then she would like the minute it was time to like make a decision about my career or like what I could or couldn't do she'd like call him up and let him have a say so and I'd be like no like that's not fair she maybe just was afraid she didn't know how I don't know and I can't answer that for her but I know that as what I was experiencing from that situation was like stand up for me tell him f off and that no you're not allowed to don't let him in because he clearly made choices to not be in. Did you ever like when you were younger start to like verbally speak up and at him? He knew how I felt, but I think my mom wanted deep down wanted to be with him so badly and make things work that she always tried to like mediate this kind of thing. But like if he'd come over to like the house and like I would just like avoid at a certain age once I got yeah. to a teenager because I verbalized it to her very much like why do you get to decide he just gets to come in my life? Like, shouldn't I have that choice? Because it was like, you say you don't want him, but then you do, and then you allow. So, yeah. honestly, to this day, it confuses me. I'm like, I don't know why we could I wanted somebody to step in for me. So, I, if they weren't going to, I had to. Growing up, your brother is 14 years older than you. Mm-hmm. What was your relationship like growing up around your brother? I, I loved, like, my brother was, like, really protective. Um, I was, he was, like, an athlete on the football team, and, like, he had a lot of girlfriends, and he I would like would go I would like put on my mini cheerleader outfit and like go out on the field like the cheerleaders like it's like, <laughs> like hey Ryan. but then I also too was like a little shithead so yeah then your relationship with your sister Brittany is 10 years older than you in the beginning of just growing up like what was your guys dynamic it's first off all I ever knew and it was just like I was of course like her kind of little doll but also at the same time like I felt I felt like she was my protector I guess I don't know like it just always felt like um and I admired her too like mm-hmm. I just I loved her everything about her and my mom did work and it was always kind of like a group group effort to like Raise make you. sure I was taken care of by the time you were entering first grade yeah and your sister Britney Spears was becoming a household name yes in 1998 hit me baby one more time debuted yes it was massive do you remember when that same song came out and like how did your family celebrate? So first off, I was so confused 
And then I just remember I was on the trampoline at my friend's house and like her song came on and somebody said, your sister is a real singer and she's famous. And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, her song is on the radio. I was like, what do you mean? Like singer, like Mariah Carey singer. I remember I said that and they were like, yes. And I remember it was like the gates open. I was like, oh, I was like, my sister did it. She did it. Like this is everything's perfect. And that was like, I was so happy and I thought it was the coolest thing, but it was in real time learning. But in first grade, like, I just didn't know. Like, I, I just thought, like, there's famous people, and then there's us. And then somebody just said my sister's like Mariah Carey. So then that was my little head going, like, these are the same thing. I, I couldn't understand it. After your sister kind of starts to become famous, did your parents change the way they treated you and your siblings? Um, No, I guess I kind of always felt like an afterthought. I mean, I literally was. <laughs> right. Um, so... I just kind of learned to stay out of the way. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Stay out of the way. And two, I was so proud of her. I was like, I know how hard she worked. And I admired her. And it was so cool. Like, I got to witness, you know, like the coolest things watching her live out her dream. And so for me, it was just like, stay out of the way and just like let this experience happen. Because this is something that I felt like, you know, this was the goal that everybody wanted and they got it. So I just need to like, not mess anything up for anybody there had to be significant changes made to protect your family you write in the book talking about how there were guard dogs purchased bodyguards hired fans approaching your house at all hours men sitting in vans staring into your house as a little girl how did you conceptualize all of this? Well, the difference is, too, is getting famous now is different than getting famous back then. Like, when you, like, made it, there wasn't, like, social media. Like, I think I've seen that person's face somewhere. Yeah. One day this person, like, you know, na- then it was, like, you either were really famous or you, there was no kind of fame. You know, it right. was more of, like, and when she became a household name and it happened so fast, um, we still lived in a little house that was, like, right on the street. And so people could just kind of, like, like come right up to us. So I think that, like, my mom would, like, be like, oh, there's fans she'd bring, like, literally would make them lunch. I don't know. It was really strange. With regard to your early relationships, you write in the book one of the first healthy male father figures in your life was Justin Timberlake. Why was he so impactful in your life? You know, and maybe I have some weird perception of it, but that was a really maybe good time and perhaps like all of our lives so perhaps he was in that so I remember him fondly because that was like probably like one of the best times in my whole family's life you know things were good and we were experiencing the good side of things but I just remember he was like he was just he was pretty like thoughtful like you know I loved acting and stuff like that and he like I remember for Christmas like got really thoughtful gifts and I don't know I just felt like he and he was funny he was really funny and too you have to remember like I was grew up around the Mickey Mouse Club those kind of yeah um and so like I loved all those people because I felt like I don't know I just felt like insulated by them like funny story so I went and visited my sister when she did the Ellen show probably I don't know Ivy had been born so so maybe it was two three years ago she was on the Ellen show and Ryan Gosling happened to be there the same day as her they both were on the Mickey Mouse Club together. So they're like, do you want to go see Ryan or whatever? And I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, so we go in there and he's like, I always remember this story about you were, he goes, I think about it now raising my kids. He said, uh, your mom and your sister, when you get to be bad, they'd always tell you, the witch is going to get you. And that was the way they'd get me to do things and be like, the witch is going to, he goes, I think about telling my children that sometimes. And really he was great, Ryan. I wanted to be like, 
Okay. Yeah. Like whatever you want to say, Ryan, like it's a totally different dynamic if you like want to hang out now. <laughs> Don't look at me as a little kid anymore. Exactly. But no, but like those are the kind of things right. that like, I think that because maybe I didn't have that male as my father figure was so yeah. unstable that like my first, maybe my brother was actually probably like what I felt was more stable. So then being around my sister's boyfriends kind of it, it imitated yeah. what I felt was like safe, I guess. How did Brittany and Justin's breakup affect you? I was so sad. I was so sad. I was so sad. I don't really know why I was so sad, but I was because like, I think everybody thought it was forever. Yeah. Um, but I was so sad first off because I was my sister was so sad yeah but that also too was the first time that I saw maybe I didn't know everything about the relationship you know because mm -hmm. perhaps she and you know where they were protecting me and obviously why would they talk to me about anything right like it was it was really sad though seeing my sister be so heartbroken and also being like it's hard because like I also still want y'all to be together but she's obviously heartbroken why did they break up I truly do not know but I just think about it this way I mean I think it was just like okay imagine you're in high school except you've got all the money and fame in the world I can't imagine okay nope would you be criminalized for like could you imagine like if like you know you whatever like if you talk to another girl text another girl could you imagine if like you were like criminalized for that whole thing like how dare you it's like well no first off I'm like young that's what every other kid my age is doing yeah why in the world am I being held to a different standard looking back on it with that perspective and seeing like how heartbreaking it must have been for my sister when yeah. Crimea River came out I mean like don't get me wrong like that's a way to launch your solo career though right that's a way to do it hey that's a way to do it but I felt really sad and you know my sister she wrote that song every time and she's obviously beyond brilliant in when it comes to anything creative and she picked that song out on the piano and she wrote it and it still makes me cry because I think about like how heartbroken she was and then that was his song but that was every time was her song you know and it just feels like it, it still breaks my heart to think about that when was the first time you remember being photographed by the paparazzi I don't remember not being like I just don't remember it not being a thing even when we'd be at home in Louisiana like what business they have there it's like we're down the middle of Beverly Hills but then we kind of were able to have a little bit of fun with it like I remember one time we went and bought like those screen masks and like we bought milkshakes from Sonic and we got out of the car and threw it at them because you could do that in Kentwood nobody's gonna get on to you <laughs> and so we did we did shit like that all the time oh, that was um, fun. when did being photographed by the paparazzi become a problem for me I think that it was when it was invasive in the way of like you can't take advantage of someone during the hard moment like I felt like there was when the boundaries were crossed as to more than just photographing a celebrity you know on a red carpet or whatever or even when they're like in Los Angeles going grocery whatever but when it becomes to where you're chasing down photos of someone going through a private moment or a hard moment or whatever it is our children that's when it felt really invasive like nothing was your own anymore yeah how did your parents handle their children being ambushed by grown men with cameras I mean they hated it but it is like two you have to remember we're like a family from a small town we don't know what the hell we're doing and I say we as in like I was a baby but yeah. I'd imagine that nobody knew is this part of the thing is this part of the job you don't really know how to handle it but I think that the whole paparazzi culture really started I would say probably when as Brittany was going to the height of her you know during that whole pop culture 
you know, when it was like the big online blogs and the paparazzi, it was just, it was unbearable. When you were 11, you began your acting career on the cast of All That. Also at 11 years old, you write about noticing a shift in Britney's personality. You write in the book, Britney was showing signs of a debilitating exhaustion. Britney was changing in front of my eyes. I was still too young to comprehend her struggles, but I was old enough to recognize destructive behaviors similar to our father's. Something was different with my sister, but I didn't have the courage to speak out. When you say she was changing in front of your eyes, what were those changes? She was wanting to escape us a little bit more. And when I say us, I mean like my family, which is normal. She was that age. She should go out and go do so with a friend. So I remember kind of it as I got older being explained, it's like, you know, she's going through a party stage or whatever it is, you know, and that's fine. She should, whatever. I just remember feeling like selfishly, like I was like her center of the universe, maybe like her daughter, her kid or whatever you want to call it. And I thought it would always be that way. Right. And then I just felt like things just were uneasy. It wasn't that way as much anymore. Then you also write about a specific episode you reveal in the book, which was pretty terrifying to read about. You write... Apparently everybody... I know what you're about to say, and apparently everybody finds this terrifying. I mean, it's a... It's, it's go ahead, heavy. You, read it. you go it's ahead heavy. read it, though, because like, I, I read it, though. You see... Okay. You write, Brittany said to me, baby, I'm scared. And she took a large knife from the kitchen, pulled me along to my room, and locked us both inside. She put the knife in the bedside table drawer and simply repeated, I'm scared. She needed me to sleep beside her. I knew something was wrong and I was powerless to do anything about it. Why was your sister scared in that moment? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I know that I was like very young and I know that this has come right after the whole, um, marriage in Vegas and stuff. Okay. And again, I think that people need to remember, I'm telling this story about what I experienced, no matter who that person was that pulled me into the room. You have to understand, like, that was an experience I went through, and it was really scary. And I felt really unsafe. I, I think it's important that I say that because I didn't understand I didn't understand it. I was a kid. I just knew I didn't feel, I knew I felt really scared, and, and especially from somebody that, like, when I'm scared, I run to you. Why am I now scared with you? And I think that there's probably a lot of other young people who probably, or, or just any situation who feel that way. And I just, I never said anything because I said it to people around me. Um, But I guess, like, even when you read it to me and I, people seem to keep bringing that up, I think I've learned how to, like, because I was not allowed to have feelings about anything. Like, shut up. Like, that's fine. Like, whatever. We're not going to make a big deal out of this that I started to really not make a big deal out of things. And oh, so when I say it, I say it more casually. And people are like, no, that's really fucked up. Like, that's not normal. Um, I, I now I'm starting to, like, come to terms with that as I share. Yeah. And that's something that I don't, I have a, like, I have to, like, kind of acknowledge, I guess, that, like, yeah, that was really scary and I hated that that happened. But also, like, she must have been in pain, too. But I was a kid. Like, I didn't know what to do. How did your parents react that your sister, who was kind of an authority figure in your life, trapped you in a room with a knife with her and was like saying she was scared? What did your parents say? You know, I never felt like she was scared away. She was going to like harm me or anything, but it just felt like a weird. Yeah. It just felt weird. Uh, That's scary. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It just, and I didn't understand it. And I told them about it 
and they were all having conversations about like how things did seem odd obviously from what I could tell you know you know when your parents are like all like kind of like but it wasn't just my parents it was like her whole team I guess essentially I don't really know because again like I was more concerned about my fucking Sophie shorts but (laughs) at the same time I told them they asked me to come in there and tell this therapist um about it and I did and then I never heard anything else about it so then I was like okay I guess it's just the thing that happened now having the space and time since that moment what do you think was going on there? I think that this was a brilliant young woman who was going through a hard time. And she, if she couldn't stand up for herself, then somebody should have. I wasn't an adult then. I couldn't. Yeah. Somebody should have said, stop the fucking presses. Give this girl a fucking minute. I mean, I think now as a mother, like imagine if your younger daughter came to you and said, mom, my older sister locked me in the room with a knife. Like, yeah. it's like, what would you we're gonna, do? We're going to take a minute, I think, right? I have daughters, and they're the same age difference as me and my sister. And I look at it, and I'm like, how would I handle this? Yeah. And God forbid I ever have to handle something like this. I just think that, I think that, first off, I would have valued my younger one for coming to me with this and realized that she might need some help walking through this and we might need to also shield her a little bit from this mm-hmm. because she doesn't understand it but it might later on affect her and yeah. then I would take hopefully take my older daughter and figure out how I can help her work through whatever it is she's working through because guess what the biggest point is that that's okay why is that not okay to say I need to fucking take a minute and I need to do what's good for my well-being and everyone else's well-being and maybe like maybe that would have you know made a big difference for me my sister you know I just hope that by normalizing the fact that it's okay like we're not okay or things suck or whatever yeah so you went like you had to sit down with a therapist and then you never heard of it again and so clearly there was a some there was a lack of intervention but again that's not on you you're like 11 years old at the point yeah then we just kind of like that just really not really was ever really spoke of again yeah so I just kind of was like okay maybe you just think oh my parents got it but I still was like uneasy but then I just thought like in a kid you just don't understand how like things don't just that kind of thing doesn't just magically get better no so I didn't understand I want to kind of go back to another scary moment you recount in the book an incident you describe having with your mom Mm -hmm. you write we would lash out at each other it all came to a head one day when my mom was emotionally strained and she snapped she started hitting me with a large beaded purse that had a camera inside She repeatedly swung the bag and landed several blows on my shoulders before she stopped. I ran to the shopping center next door to where we lived. I used a payphone to call my brother, Brian. Mom is going crazy. You stopped the story there. What did Brian say when you told him that your mom was beating you? Well, again, I didn't really look at it like that. Like, I I will say I was particularly an exceptional asshole to my mother a lot and I do regret a lot of things that I probably could have done better to her but you do know that yeah regardless of being an asshole yeah I know I know but I just was like I just didn't understand all I wanted the only reason I was being mean to her is because I just wanted her to stand up for me or stand up for herself and I think that that just 
became all too much and I called my brother and of course like I'd go stay with my brother a good bit when he was in LA and so I can't remember if he came and got me and you have to understand that these are just like moments and incidences in my life that are just like kind of like blimps on like my story so that wasn't something that like I'd go stay with my brother when I felt like I just didn't want to be around my mom anymore or whatever else and and I did feel bad for how I treated my mama and like I don't and that's very unlike my mom, I will say. That's why I was just like, I needed to get away from her. But I, I needed to get away from her for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Did anything happen? Like, did anyone find out? Um, People, I never really told anybody that happened. But, like, now me and my mom, like, I, like we obviously have talked about that. Yeah. Um, I told her I'm sharing that. And, um... You write about in the book that the makeup artist saw the bruises on your neck. I guess, like, I mean, there's just no other. I mean, yeah, he knew something was wrong. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's hard for me to even, like, say those things. But, like, I'm sure through time, like, you, you've started to sort of see how that's not okay. Yeah. And I think that's, like, what I wish people would understand. Like, I'm still, like, in real time, like, sharing these things. Yeah. And, like, they're not easy for me. They're not easy for, I'm sure, like. Anyone you know it's it's hurtful for me to work through this so sometimes I I think I I don't say it right or I don't know how to say it because it's still painful I'm still processing it but part of the main steps is like actually saying it out loud I guess and so I just I'm trying to think in hindsight also like how I felt then and how I feel now and um I I just think that like I just, I just think that I just like, I don't want to like, I don't want to, I want to protect everybody. I, like, I've got to stop doing that. It's a bad habit. I can't diminish my experiences, no matter whether it was my mother, my sister, my brother, yeah. if it was uh, Joe Blow off the street. Yeah. I have to respect my experiences. And I guess I just don't know how to do that because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And I don't want to like, I just like, I just don't want to, I just, I don't know. I'd rather be in pain than cause pain. I don't want to pass on these patterns. I'm sure my kids will tell me all the ways I F them up when they're older. You know, Stop. that's what every, that's what all, that's our job. Like, you know, it's right, like how right. many ways can a parent do this? But at the end of the day, I have to use my voice or else I'm not going to teach my children to do it. It's hard to hear you like immediately react and defend your mom. It's hard. And I guess it's so hard because like people don't know when something's so yeah perpetually like, ingrained in your being. You know, it's not just about like writing a book or whatever it is. It's about me like truly saying I'm making this growth to be truly authentically me because that's all I've ever wanted to be. It felt so hard to just like just exist for everyone else's pleasure. So much of you has to be like, don't say that keep keep the brand in mind like don't do this don't like you can't even be and it wasn't even like really my brand yeah you know it was like I was a prop to a lot of things but at the same time I was never allowed to control my own narrative or have my own voice and lever unless it was like in line with everything and I was never allowed to do anything or say anything that would possibly put my sister in a bad light and honestly I love my sister I'm her biggest fan but guess what sisters are sisters or whatever you know and like that's okay and I think the biggest thing is is like why wasn't that just made normal from the beginning yeah 
I was born into this family. I didn't choose. This was like, yeah. it's like, imagine like a big ship and I'm like just the little like dinghy riding in the wakes, like Stop. trying to like fucking survive, you know? And so that was my life was yeah. like, just survive this moment. And you might get to do something you want to do every now and then, yeah. but just survive this, you know? And so I really, I can't help that. I loved acting too. And I can't help those things. And, and I don't know why, why I can't to, sisters exist in their own right we never compared each other the world did we never had that dynamic or that issue my sister to this day is going to always to me be the most badass performer that ever walked on this earth nothing's going to change that the problem was is that like I couldn't be responsible for everything that happened around her and also be authentic to myself. Yeah. And I wasn't allowed to be. So I just, I wasn't allowed because like, I don't know why. I mean, I guess I didn't have the courage to do it. I guess I was too scared. But when it's ingrained in you so perpetually to be that way, like yeah. I'm trying my heart. I'm breaking a true pattern that has been ingrained in me. It is hard and I'm scared and I'm all of those things. But I have to do this. It doesn't matter who your sister is or who your family member is or who, whatever your relationship is with something has caused you pain or this is your experience nothing should diminish your experience it's like my whole life I kind of felt like I didn't matter so it's like I just wish that mattered I hear what you're saying and it's like you and Brittany can both exist but we can't take away from the fact that like everyone's always like oh like she must be so jealous and it's like it's not an easy seat you're sitting in right now jealous and jealous jealous for, i'm like not her her hard work nothing was nothing but an inspiration to me like yeah. what do you mean jealous like that was i got to experience watching a woman take over the fucking world how can i be jealous of that how can you not have anything but complete admiration yeah. for it what the problem is is that now just because just because I'm her sister I'm somehow or another being looped into something that I worked really hard as I got older to create my own life and we're gonna get into that because yes sorry we segued way out of we're like having a therapy session and you know what the other thing is is like I know that like you know my family been through some dumbass shit and like we're like whatever but like my mom I don't want people to go after her and try to punish her for something that that was a situation that went on between me and her, me and her worked it out. If I can work on that and move forward and acknowledge it, then I don't need fucking Joe Blow over in a whole nother world telling my mama something mean. This episode is brought to you by NARS. Daddy gang, it is time to talk makeup, okay? The truth is no one wants to take a risk when they're buying new makeup, like especially when it's foundation. Luckily, NARS Light Reflecting Foundation is a pretty clear choice. Here's the thing. I just am so particular about foundations because a lot of times I'm like, I want it to cover the blemishes, but I also don't want it to look obvious. The worst is when you do your makeup inside and you go outside and you look at yourself in a mirror in the car and you're like, what the hell just happened? 
NARS Light Reflecting Foundation takes on blemishes, dark spots, and redness, smoothing and evening skin tones, but resulting in a totally natural looking finish. If you are looking for a natural, glowy, instant, buildable, breathable coverage that lasts all day, look no further. NARS Light Reflecting Foundation. See your skin in its best light. Visit NARSCosmetics.com or tap the banner to shop now. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Okay, here's the thing. I try my best to keep up with like what I, you know, subscribe to. And a lot of times I'm doing a little subscription so I can like quickly get the deal. And then I actually don't want to be a part of the subscription anymore. Or I signed up for a subscription in college and I forgot that I never unsubscribed. Daddy gang, we all have found subscriptions that were like, what the heck? How am I still subscribed to this? How can I even start to figure out what am I subscribed to and how do I get rid of all of this? Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million dollars in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash daddy. That's rocketmoney.com slash daddy. Rocketmoney.com slash daddy. This episode is brought to you by Botox Cosmetic on a botulinum toxin A. Did you know Botox Cosmetic has been FDA approved for over 20 years? But here's the cherry on top. Botox Cosmetic has an official loyalty program called Allie. That is spelled A-L-L-E. It's totally free to join and it's accepted at over 24,000 practices across the country. With Allie, you can earn points for Botox cosmetic treatments and get access to exclusive offers. There's even one going on right now. Now, to see if you're eligible for the offer and savings on your next Botox cosmetic treatment, you can visit BotoxCosmetic.com slash CHD. Talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For prescribing information and boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Intended for U.S. audiences only. From the outside, it appeared as if the Spears sisters were thriving at one point. Like you kind of said, like things I at one I point. I forget that. Yeah. Like, no, it really did. Like outside world, your sister was the biggest pop star in the world. Your acting career is taking off. Meanwhile, your mom was struggling to manage both of your careers. Your dad is in and out of your life. And at one point, your sister offered to buy your mom a house in order to get your mom away from your dad. Yeah. How did that plan backfire? I was really confused by that. Now looking back, like, what a weird fucking thing to do. And can you explain when you say what a weird thing to do? Like, what are you talking like, about? Like, I don't know why. Like, it seems like a weird thing to be like, I'll give you a house if you divorce dad. And why would your kid be able to tell you that? 
already these dynamics are messed up. And that was where I think too, my, my dynamics were kind of effed up because like my sister's paying bills, but I was a kid. I didn't have a choice where I put my head or where I slept at. Like, what am I going to do? Like tell mom I'm not sleeping here. Well then guess what? You're sleeping on the street. Like, right. what do you mean? You know, like I had no choice over that, but it was confusing to me. I right. was like, wait, so they're getting a divorce because my sister said she's going to be like, can you imagine like the meth going on in my head? You're like, so Brittany said she'll buy you a house if you get divorced. So you're taking the house, you're getting the divorce, but then they get the divorce and you said they might as well not even got divorced and because nothing showing up at the house that she bought to avoid the dad. Like it was like me and my mom still argue about this. I'm like dad was there the night, the first night we stayed in the house. I'm like, I'm telling you he was. And mama says, no, he wasn't. I said, yes, he was. So I'm like, so is Brittany going to be mad because dad's here? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, right. so then I'm like, who am I supposed to, what am I supposed to? But I just remember like feeling like what is up and what is down it's a very weird financial dynamic when the a child starts to be the the breadwinner i will always say this though like my dad did always have a problem with that so like he always you know he, that he didn't want to live in that house because Brittany okay. had paid for it he didn't like that i guess that was just the dynamic i don't know yeah. but i remember just being really confused by all of it as i think a lot of people would be I mean, Lynn, I, still am. I don't know you're working on zoe 101 at one point in your life and you and your mom relocate from louisiana to california yeah who paid for the apartment you and your mom lived in usually like the network will give you a relocation fee it's never enough to cover like right. being there the whole time but it's something so I mean I always paid for the apartments that okay. we were in okay um which didn't seem that odd I guess because like we were there for my work but at the same time that created a really unhealthy dynamic because I'm like I'm paying the bills why do I have to listen to you how was your money your money that you were making off zoe 101 and all that and all that like distributed within like your family like how was it explained to you like where was your money going did you get an allowance like how did it work for you i remember that my money was very much something like in the beginning that i just kind of didn't think that much about because i was a kid and yeah. that i was like awesome i get to do what i love and that's all i thought about when we went into the zoe stuff i was making a much bigger salary numbers that I noticed and also was older and could understand like wow of course I thought then you know you make that money it's all yours right you know, like <laughs> no. whoa <laughs> what was I wrong whoa. and so I did I had like an allowance I think it was like $500 for like maybe every two weeks or something which right. is I think was for what I was making for us work was like maybe reasonable I'm not sure who yeah. really knows you start to kind of mention like again you're so young and you mentioned that you would notice like your sister having these episodes being that young how in your mind were you defining an episode there was understandably a lot she was dealing with right who would be perfect you know like I just thought like once all this shit stops this will everything will go back to normal that's kind of what I thought okay and I just justified it as that way like I don't I didn't know or understand anything else and maybe I didn't want to deal with it it's not my place to speak on what it is someone else is dealing with or how they're dealing with it but I am allowed to say how things affect me and they did affect me and that shouldn't be diminished so for me it just felt like oh, I really wish all this shit could stop so I could have a normal existence so it would be like if she was just like there was just a lot happening with her acting differently in a moment and it would affect you and then you would be waiting for it to go my back parents to normal. would my mom would fly off a lot and be like something happened with Brittany or whatever okay those were me in my head justifying it as maybe I don't know all the details but something's happened okay she needs me there and it was like that was kind of more so of what I saw and I think because I was the baby like 
nothing was ever directed at me. Yeah. I was still kind of insulated by like, she's the baby. It was just kind of like, mom's going to be with her again because something happened or whatever. Maybe there was some arguing or some yelling. And yeah. I would just be like really like immersed up. Like, like I had a friend over and like there would be, I would just be embarrassed by it or whatever, you know. But I was such a young kid at the time. Like I was kind of like self-centered still as we oh, all are as, as like young learned. kids. So I just totally. wanted like my family to act fucking normal. That was it. In February of 2007, Britney Spears was harassed and followed by the paparazzi and they documented her through the window of a barber shop as she shaved her head. How did you find out? Well, I know exactly what I... Okay. I had been at a basketball game cheerleading because I was a cheerleader. And we got home and my friends, like, that's back when you, like, went on, like, the blogs, you know, and stuff. Okay. And they were like, oh, my God, Jamelin, do you want to see this? And I was like, what do you mean? It almost felt like one of my friends took enjoyment out of it. And, like, I didn't like that. I remember being more pissed off about that. And I was by myself. I didn't have my mom or my daddy. Like, they were there trying to help her. And so, like, I was by myself. And I had to pretend like it didn't bother me. Um. So you found out because your friend pulled up a blog post? Or, like, a picture or yeah. something. And your parents were with Brittany. Like, went to I don't even Brittany. remember talking to them about it. You didn't even talk to your parents? I'm sure I did, right. but I don't remember. Then, yeah. Were you surprised? I just wanted to be with her, you know? But then, too, like, I didn't want to, like, give anybody the satisfaction of, like, like, um, I just remember seeing it. I remember, like, all I wanted to do was, like, just go home and get my bed. Like, I just had to stay at my friend's house. You would just stay at your friend's house Because <laughs> they night? were out of town. Like, I, my mom was out of town. <laughs> And so I just had to be like, huh, you're like, that's like, I don't even know what I said. I really, I can't recall. Like Maybe. Deflect. Yeah. Like, I guess I just kind of acted like it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but it was huge deal. And obviously I was like, I was just like, oh, I don't want to go to school tomorrow. And I would go to basketball games and like. Like the whole student section would like sing stuff from the other school and stuff to me and like not that like that's not the end of the world. Like I don't want pity, that's the whole thing. But I just think that like these were things that happened that like I just like I need to acknowledge that we're not that great or fun. And I just remember like sitting in my stupid little blue cheerleader outfit being like I was like, you know, like like it's like when somebody tells you something and you try to act like it doesn't bother you, but it really hurts your feelings. Yes. It was like my stomach was like I was just like, Oh my god. And you're trying to, like, just, like, deflect. Like, oh, that's weird. Like, oh, that's, like... No, I was like, oh, my God. Like, oh, like, I don't even know what I said. Like, I don't even recall. But I know it was my friend saying, do we show her? Do we show? I can remember. And I was like, what is it? Like, I didn't understand. After that, did you get to call your parents? Like, when did you... I don't you... even remember. I don't think I did. I don't even think... I don't even know what we talked about. I have no idea. I keep trying to remember right now, even, like... And this is a lot of time while I was writing the book, I had to call my mom and be like, mom, I can't remember. Did this happen this way? Fact checking myself because I was like, I couldn't remember things sometimes. It was all coming apart. Yeah. And I was like, going to sit here and, and grin and bear it like I was taught to, you know? After that, do you remember what your, where were you at with your sister? I really like this part in like my life. I think I just really disconnected myself from it but I do know that like obviously that's where most of my family's concern was and maybe should have been but like 
there were things that like I see to this day that I'm like I don't remember those pictures I don't remember those things it was like I was kind of like at home like by myself like kind of figuring it out like I wish I had somebody to talk to about it you know I was gonna do talk to my eighth grade friends and be like or ninth grade friends and be like oh yeah like no what do I say and I just remember like I just would walk into the hallways and be like just walk in this hallway anyway I didn't want to and teachers would sometimes make comments it was just like not cool but this was my childhood experience these are and this is what I went through you're a 16 year old kid and you discover you're pregnant how did you find out that you were going to become a mom I couldn't remember. I felt like absolute dog shit. And I didn't know why. Perhaps all the shit that was going on. I don't know. Um, And then I realized maybe I'm feeling this way because, like, I'm having a reaction to, like, needing to just go home, be normal, all this stuff going on with my family. Well, my friend kind of suggested, like, you don't think you can be pregnant. I mean, I'd only been with this one guy. And so I was like, we'd been broken up for a little bit. And I was like, I just don't think so, you know. And sure enough, it showed up positive, and I was like, I just was, it was so unreal. How did the father of your child react to the news of your pregnancy? Uh, He just, like, he was partying, and he just just didn't want to, he didn't have time for that, I guess. I mean, he didn't, he, he, he did, he told me that, how did he know it was his? I was like, well, first off because like you're the only person I've been with (laughs) but um you know I guess he probably guess didn't believe that either I don't know um but also he was a kid right you know he didn't believe you Uh uh-uh he didn't first he didn't believe I was pregnant so then I drove my happy ass out there (laughs) to Mississippi and I dropped a picture on his doorstep you're like let me show you and do like my mom's calling the whole time like where are you if she only knew that her biggest worry was not where I was yeah really like mom you're about to find out soon are you kidding me which could you imagine like as a mom like okay this one daughter just had this and now this daughter's like I'm pregnant and like that's not the kind of problem you can just like hide once again I think whenever big crisis would happen my brain kind of would go into this weird like escaping mechanism where right. I would like but I did had I had already like kind of prepped for knowing that they probably were going to want to isolate me so I did already I'd went to the local Walmart bought me some burner phones why did you think immediately oh they're going to isolate me because they didn't want anyone to know um that was kind of the motto of our life and I don't think that all this came from like oh it's just a horrible place I think that sometimes it's like to protect like they did not want yeah things out there that possibly could hurt us or whatever but at this particular time like I knew that they were going to want to like handle the situation before they allowed me to handle it so clearly whatever. you had seen that happen in your family well like I knew that like I was like like obviously like I'd been in a lot of pain with things with my, you know, I watched with my family and my sister, but I still pretended like it was okay. It was very clearly wasn't, you know? At the time, did you feel like your parents were caught more up in the optics of how your pregnancy would affect your career and Brittany's career? I think that genuinely, like, they were like, oh my God, our baby's having a baby. Like, that kind of was like a moment of like, oh my God, this whole fucking thing is just like, what, what is going on? And I think that, like, we have to remember I think they did want me to know there were options and all of that kind of stuff but I do think at that point that like especially my mom was so like checked out like oh my god everything's she just was kind of was like allowing the team to kind of she just wanted somebody to help like make this better I don't think that 
And then that to me, I was like, this should be a family matter. Like, why do we have a fucking team here? But at the same time, like that was our world. You write basically about a revolving door of people trying to convince you to abort the baby. You write, and I quote, once mama and daddy told my team things spiraled out of control it will kill your career you're just too young you don't know what you're doing there are pills you can take doesn't the family have enough to deal with i know a doctor don't make a mistake you'll regret for the rest of your life i'll never forget that last plea of making a mistake i would regret because it reinforced my decision to have my baby why did everyone in your life pleading with you to have an abortion reinforce your decision to have a baby well up until this point everyone else had kind of controlled my narrative and made my decisions that felt safe to me like pleasing everyone else protecting everyone else's best interest was my job mm-hmm. that's what I always had done and for the first time in my life I was standing up for what I wanted and I and this was one thing I couldn't I couldn't just accept I think that everyone has a choice and this was the one that I I knew in my I knew in my like heart of hearts this was what I had to do this is what felt right to me and if I went against that I was going against my very being my soul was telling me that I wanted my baby why did you decide to sell the exclusive rights to your pregnancy announcement to OK Magazine well back then as you know like the paparazzi were just out of control so even before any of and I will say that was thing. One thing that my team did do was say, like, look, we want to be give you the option to put your the pictures out there in the world the way you want to, so you're not hounded by paparazzi. And that was the ultimate goal. And I was a kid, and by the way, I'm still a minor. So like, what am I gonna? What can I really do? And so, if it was gonna give me a way to control my narrative, which I thought was this was gonna a- enable me to do then of course I thought well why wouldn't I do that I will have control over the pictures that are of my child mm-hmm. the words that are written about me because back there there wasn't really as much social media it was like that one story and then everybody just reposted yes. that one story yeah so I was like this is me taking control of it how did your family ensure the news would not leak before the article was released <laughs> this is the really fun part um this part was really got me you know so I tell them I'm pregnant. There's a few days where we're at home and, you know, everybody's like crisis mode. What are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. The okay deal's made for me. And I'm just kind of like a piece in this puzzle, I guess. And I'm just going through them. And I feel like shit, mind you. So I'm not like, I don't have the strength to really fight back. Like I'm literally vomiting. And so I just know that they say, look, the story's going to break. People are going to absolutely hound this house, and you just can't be here. We need to put you somewhere where things can be controlled, and you can have the space. You know, like, I'm kind of thinking, like, oh, we're going to go to, like, a nice place or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or something. Or I don't know what I was thinking. But also, I didn't want to go. I was also a teenager who thought I was with the love of my life and going to get to be with him. And I was told that he was going to be able to come visit. And so I was kind of agreed to this. And so I fly into New York. We stay a night there. And by the way, we stay the first night there and we go watch me and my mom go to the movie theater and we see Juno, which I swear to God, this is not, I'm not making this shit up. God. We can go fact check this with mom if you want to. You're like, it happened. was Juno. Yeah. And so and literally, I'm, that was my favorite movie. And like people call me Juno Lynn or whatever. I'm like, fucking right on. That's a good movie. It, I don't it's care. It's such a good movie. Anyways, so good. they should so have just good. came and filmed my life, saved themselves a lot of money. <laughs> It would have been a better version. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, honestly. So 
I know we flew into New York. I still don't know, like, did I go to Connecticut or Massachusetts? I'm not, like, I don't even know. I just know I went somewhere where, like, as we got further and further, I was like, guys, where are we going? And so it was this house, clearly, like, someone's, like, cabin or I don't know. And poor mama is just over there, like, like, what, you know, she's like, she wasn't going to obviously leave my side, but she just was probably, felt probably a little bit of pushed around by this machine too but I was also like why couldn't you stand up for me but at the same time I think she felt helpless maybe like she felt like kind of just had surrendered to this whole situation and so like she's like crying every day and I'm like vomiting and we like kept to sleep in the same bed every night and we were there for like I don't know two or three weeks he never came they never let my you know the father come and i'll say i don't think he wanted to he had you know he was like things to do but he got got to go be in the normal world while i was like the story broke and while the story broke i didn't have internet or anything i had no idea what's going on so you have no idea to this day where you were sent no i don't know but i know there's a lot of stuff i mean we drove outside of new york for a couple hours so and who actually like like your dad facilitated this oh no my dad was not he was he at this point he had left and he was like he went to go focus on Brittany because like oh. he was when i told him i was gonna have my baby and i wanted to do it normal and he was like fine do whatever you want and i'm just he just had left at that point so at this point it's my mom and i don't really know who was like make who was making these decisions i don't know but i was a kid like i don't know even you having that revelation is like yeah. kind of it's a big moment it who defines- paid for the house oh, oh i know i paid for the house because oh. i know exactly how much it cost and it was not cheap you're like i don't even know where i was to this day and i actually yeah. don't even know who facilitated whose whole- idea really was it perhaps like maybe my PR team was like just right. like hider and I don't even know who my PR was at the time but that's a really like big point to hear you say that because I saw how Why? genuinely you were realizing you actually still to say don't even know who but like my mom that. was a grown-up like maybe we should have just got in the car I'm like we're just gonna leave we, you can just yeah like we could just leave but this thing had just gotten so big that it was like all these different people controlling and you just you guys were like okay I let's wonder get in the car. I still like I wonder who the run who was running my life I don't know did your parents see any of that OK Magazine money? No, they okay. did not. I mean, they they did not. That money went to, obviously, my yeah. baby. Okay. Well, my now 13-year-old, but you know. What were some of the headlines you remember reading about yourself when it when the news finally broke that you were pregnant? Well, as we know, that's when it was like tabloid. It was the it was high time awful. of tabloids. And so, again, I get wanting to protect me from it, but also... I moved to Mississippi. I built my big ass gate around my house. I was trying to just look, I get it. I have, I'm pregnant and I'm a 16 year old, but I also am just trying to figure my shit out. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. I still would have 15 paparazzi on me and in the middle of nowhere, Mississippi, like, what are you doing here? I'm not walking down the middle of Beverly Hills asking for this. Right. And being called a slut, a, so many different names about who the baby daddy was and all these kinds of things was just completely it broke my heart I'm a like I'm I'm about to have a baby and like honestly what made me more mad was like I don't want my daughter to think that her mom's a piece of shit and like now you've already done that she's not even here yet and also I don't want my daughter to ever read a headline that she ruined my career or something because that's not true and they didn't they're so irresponsible how could they say that how could these grown-ups say that too I was still a minor 
whether I was having a child or not, I was still a, a little girl having a baby. Yeah, that's a lot. And then for people to go ahead and predestine another little girl's, how she might feel about this. And we say we're better, but no, we just now we just do it on the internet, on people's social media, yeah. and hide behind it. At least the magazines had enough balls to put it on their cover. You're so right. Like, I didn't think about that when you were like, my child's going to grow up, and there's Google, and read that, and it's yeah. like... Yeah. It- you printed it proudly on your magazine. You said it on national TV. I mean, this was like like news stations you watch in the morning, like these grown-ups saying these yeah. things. Could you imagine saying that about a young child? Wouldn't you be like, oh my God, this child is going to have this baby. Like we need to all as a freaking world rally around these people that are making whatever. It just doesn't even matter. The point is, it's like, it was like, I was a kid. This magazine release of your pregnancy announcement was also how your sister found out you were pregnant. Apparently. And like, this again is something like, I don't even know who put me where I was at, but at the same time, like, why couldn't I tell my sister that was what I was told was the best thing to do. And I just didn't even have the energy to fight back. You know, Brian knew your mom, your dad knew, and Brittany was the only one that didn't know. And you wrote, they said it was too risky to tell Brittany about the baby. Why would it have been risky to tell Brittany about the baby? I don't really know. I mean, maybe like they thought because maybe she would say something before the article came out. Did you like what, what, like when they came to you and told you don't tell Brittany, like, they didn't tell me don't tell Brittany. It was just like, you tell no one anything. And like, I was thinking maybe like they were going to call in Brittany too. I don't know what I was thinking, but I just knew that like, of course, like honestly, I needed her more than it. Could you imagine what a difference it probably would have made if I was able to have my sister then? And you were just kind of like at that point, like I had to surrender to it. I was a minor number one and number two. Like, what do you I think they, you think they were just thought like she may just like t- tell it like casually no, and like, I think that she, Brittany was obviously going through her own shit, but I think I was so absorbed in my own shit that I couldn't even think about that. Yeah. Like, and it feels, it makes me feel stupid too. Like, why didn't I, why didn't I know? But then again, I had to go like, you were 16. I was consumed with like, you know, I wanted to like be around the dad. I mean, yeah. you know, like, you're so yeah. consumed with all this dumb shit. That makes sense. You're like, I want to try to make it work with the dad. Like I'm yeah. 16 and pregnant. Like I was more concerned about talking doing. to him yeah. than I was anybody. That makes sense. You know, that like I sense. was like, why can't I talk to the dad? Well, like for a while there, I couldn't talk to him. Yeah. It was weird. It was like, and I remember there was somebody in my life who was like, I mean, the deed's already done. So what are they really trying to keep you from me for? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like what the worst else? has happened. You right. were like, pregnant. We're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Like stop trying to keep me away. Yeah. What happened when Brittany finally found out? I imagine that, like, no matter what and where, what kind of state of mind that any of us were in, it like, that's hard. I just can't believe that they wouldn't have made sure she knew. Like, I just can't believe that somebody would have done that. Did you guys ever have a conversation about it? I think that maybe she she might forget that I was a kid then, and she might feel like I also didn't tell her. Mm -hmm. So I think at first that was like something that maybe was harmful and hurtful to her. But I was hurting just back because I was kind of pissed off. Like, I want my sister here. Why isn't she coming to save me? But then also not understanding that she's on the other end of the world. Like, where's my, you know, so. Right. But I was a kid then too. So I think that we had to like kind of understand, like, I didn't know. While you're in the early stages of teen pregnancy, mm-hmm. your sister is dealing with her own struggles. Yeah. A month after your pregnancy announcement, 
Brittany is hospitalized and held for mental evaluation twice in one month. What triggered those hospitalizations? Now, this time, was extreme, like, disassociation for me. Extreme. I don't know if it's because I wanted to not have anything to do with that world, with the public, because I was so burnt out on it myself. Mm -hmm. I was, like, not speaking to anyone, kind of. Like, as soon as, you know, I got, you know, threatened them with emancipation, and then I, yeah, I, I kind of had, like, closed myself off from all of that. And my dad was handling that, and I think my mom was with me. And I just... I didn't know what was going on and I wasn't let in to know. I think like I was kind of just like, I was just an afterthought. Like they didn't want to tell me anything. I had no idea. I feel like I like saw it like the rest of the world. And I, I was never told the details of anything. That happened to your sister with you. Yeah. Your sister didn't know what was happening with you when you were in the cabin. And so then when something's happening with your sister, you're also now not let in on that information when you guys are and I was very used to that because, like, I was the baby of the family. So, like, of course, I didn't expect, like, my parents to, like, run shit by me or anything. Right. But then again, too, I mean, I could see that my sister was hurting. But I didn't know what the right thing to do with anything was, you know. And clearly, like, the adults will know what they're doing, right? right? Like, Were you guys, like, talking ever? Or were you, was that a time where? Before, when I was still in L.A., like, I'd still go stay over there and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I did become more so about like I didn't like the people around her so I just didn't really want to be around that you just referenced it that's what I was going to ask you about you're pregnant at the time you didn't have a job you describe desperately trying to regain control of your life and your finances before your baby is born you take legal action against your parents at the age of 16 can you explain how why you decided to attempt to get emancipated from your parents it became the point where like okay I'm pregnant Everyone knows. I thought the reason y'all were keeping me so locked away like a princess was because of the story. Well, the story's out now. Everybody knows I'm pregnant. So what are we doing now? Why am I still being monitored like this? I didn't understand that. Like, and also told when I could and couldn't see the father of my child. Now, I'm not, I wasn't expecting to like, you know, have everything I wanted all in one setting. But I did expect that like I would be able to, it's almost like maybe if like they made it not exist enough, it didn't exist. I don't know. But it got to the point where, like, I was so monitored that I even, you know, I was able to go out. I got my GED. And so, like, I would go to those studies and I would go do that kind of stuff. And then I was able to do, like, a few other things. But I had to, like, tell them where I was. I was very much monitored. So, and when you say tell them, who are you? I would tell my, I would tell my mama. Like, my mama would run everything by these people. Like, I guess my team, whoever they were. And that made me mad, too. I was like, mom, be strong enough, you know? Like, so you're getting monitored by these people. Like, this is like... Every, everyone had to say so, I guess, and what I had to do. And honestly, I'm only hearing it from, like, my mom, right. but I know that she's being controlled, and I know that she's probably... She doesn't want to upset anybody, you know? Right. And like, I, I don't know... I don't know who to blame there. I don't know if there is anybody to blame, but I just know what I experienced. I knew that I wasn't allowed to do certain things. But at this point in time, I'm having a baby. Like, I got to start kind of preparing for it. I don't want to live at my mom's house and have a baby. right. I need to go look at houses. Why do you think they were monitoring you so closely? I don't know, but I know that like they, I just, I don't know. Like what was there to monitor anymore? Right. I'm pregnant. And you know, I wasn't speaking to my father at this time. So I went and I remember like I looked at some houses or whatever and like I thought maybe, okay, things are going to get better. Right. Well, then I was very quickly told like, no, like I saw like they don't like wanted me to like live at my mom's house and like have this baby. And I was just like, fucking no, I'm not doing that. 
So I called my friend up, who is my very best friend, and I said, look, I need to talk to somebody legally. I know I'm, I know I'm, minor, I'm in a weird situation. So I would lie and say I was going to doctor's appointments. I would go meet with a lawyer, and I did this a couple times, gave all the facts, what I was going through, blah, blah, blah. And I said, um, you know, I want to emancipate them. They gave, I was wondering what my options were. I'd really never heard of these things. You yeah. know, I was like, what are my options? Like, legally, this is my own money. Legally, this is my, like, I want to have control over it. I'm having a baby, blah, blah, blah. And so they actually um, told me I could be emancipated. So then what I did is finally decided the day I was going to serve them with these papers. And the other option was, is if they did not sign off on this, legally when you there's some loophole in the law where she can I could go get married if I'm pregnant and a judge would marry me even though I was a minor there's some loophole and I'm probably I'm probably quoting that wrong okay okay. but there was a loophole that I knew about that I could do if they did not legally emancipate me got it but by um doing that would mean that I would have no prenup or anything to protect myself at the end of the day my mom was basically like and my family at that point like look we're not going to let her, what she's worked hard since a young age, to create be at risk. So if we can just come to a compromise of you go do whatever it is that you need to do and live your life, if things go horribly wrong, we still, as parents, have we can step in, you know. And that's what we ended on. So I never had to officially emancipate right. them. But I did that day. I, I mean, I just loaded up on my shit and left. Did you feel after that, though, like, did you actually get, like, regain control of your finances? Like, when you were asking oh, them, yeah. did it start to, it clicked? Yeah, and I was not somebody who was like, I just want to go spend all my money. I very much was like, look, these are the things I'm trying to do. Right. Please guide me the right way to do it. That was, I wanted to buy a home. I wanted to, you know, set up a life for myself. That was, yeah. it was pretty simple, Um, what I wanted. Now, knowing your whole story, like, it is interesting to learn that, Britney Spears was not the first Spears to take legal action against her parents to be like, I want my life and my money back. And like, yeah. there's small similarities happening right yeah. now. The fact that you're like, I don't know who made those decisions for me. I don't know what, like, like, uh, like this whole other universe on the phone or something, right. you know? And then they're dictating your entire life. You actually were like, okay, fuck this. I got to yeah. stand up for myself. You give birth in June of 2008, Mm -hmm. but at this point, like, you don't have a job. Like, the OK Magazine check would only go so far. Did you ever ask your sister for money? Did she ever offer? Never. I never asked my sister for money. And I will say that, like, not only did I make good money off of Zoe, but the check was not small. Switching gears here kind of, like, to, like, the, the public perception of you. Social media is, like, this unnecessary evil that comes with this industry and I talk about it with a lot of people that come on my show and you have been getting annihilated on the internet recently what are the comments you get that are the most hurtful that I didn't do anything to try to help my sister I very much did many things February 1st, 2008, your father files for conservatorship over your sister. Why did you not speak out on social media? Your father struggled to parent. What qualified him to be a fit When did you come to realize that this conservatorship was infringing on Britney's rights? You were involved in the conservatorship. Wrong. Never involved in the conservatorship. There is a huge piece of this story that is missing. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. 
Daddy Gang. Summer of Dash Pass is back and better than ever with five weeks of deals and exclusive items that you can only get on DoorDash. Now through July 24th, you can enjoy savings at restaurants, grocery stores, retail shops, and more. You'll also get access to member-only deals on hot wings, ice cream, and everything in between. Plus, get the best deals and exclusive items from your favorite brands like Taco Bell, Popeyes, and Ulta Beauty. So order on DoorDash and save big during Summer of Dash Pass. Sign up today. Dash Pass benefits apply only to eligible orders. Terms apply.